How'd you feel like um, Campobicchiolanen did playing as much as he did with, with Ace out? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the one thing is there's a, you know, there's a lot of trust there. He played, started a number of games for us a year ago, and you know, just excited for him. He's made, uh, you know, we talked, we were joking the other day. I mean, a pick a week would be a, a positive thing, and for him to get his hands on a second one and, and at a critical time, you know, taking points off the board, um, you know, just excited for him to be out there making plays. Last year, the two losses were both on grass and a lot of talk about that. Is that a thing or not? Some people think it is. Yeah, not to us, uh, not to me, and not to our guys. I think they're just lined up and ready to go, and I don't know that the surface matter, uh, you know, where the surface is at or what kind of surface we're on makes a big impact. Um, you know, I think the bigger focus is on right now for us going and playing a, a, a really hostile environment and a big road game against a team that's going to be – you know, really connected and, and being really aggressive. And I think that's where our focus lies this week. Can a guy like Jeremy Bernard, who was there last year, can he help you in any way? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Jerm, I mean, he's he's fully a dog at this point. You know, I think, um, you know, for me, just watching him play every week and the passion and to see him making plays is awesome. Um, you know, at the same standpoint, uh, you know, I think um, he was only there for a short amount of time. You know, really look at the big picture. He wasn't a long-term guy there. He's just there for a season. So, you know, there won't be, you know, it's not like we're sitting back uh, pulling scheme notes or anything from him. And, and I think, you know, what Michigan State's done over the years has been pretty consistent anyway. On that note, uh, we talked to Coach Shep last week, and he said that he got a text, I think, from you in the offseason saying it looked like they had a, a linebacker lifting with the wide receivers, and that was Jeremy Bernard. <laughs> yeah. what, what's been your impression from a defensive perspective of what Jeremy brings and what makes him hard to defend? Yeah, I call him the H-backer. You know, I mean, I think, uh, man, he, he does some great things. Just watch him on special teams, you know, and I think it's exciting. And, you know, the thing that, you know, he's a guy you want to cheer for uh, because of his positive demeanor, his passion for the game, how much he loves football just a genuine joy to be around. And so I, th I think it's been pretty cool, you know, to see him out there on the field, popping in a lot of different ways, making plays. How much uh, different is this Michigan State offense? I know there are quarterbacks in the SEC from last year. The wide receivers have split with one coming here. Uh, are they radically different with personnel? Not, not terribly. You know, they've replaced a number of those guys. And I think they've, you know, they've bought, brought in some dynamic transfers, um, you know, systematically. They've stayed very consistent uh, the entire way through. And, and um, you know, I think they're obviously are about uh, being physical and grinding. And, and I think they've got a great running back. I think the, the kid that came in, uh, transferred into them is, is a really good running back. And, and then, you know, uh, you know their their slot receiver, uh, their top receiver so far was a top guy that we had to defend last year, and and you know the quarterbacks look great here early in the season. So don't expect a lot of differences schematically. There's some different personnel in there, but I think they've done an adequate job replacing their personnel. Chuck, what do you make of your pass rush after two games? Yeah, we're we're all over the quarterback. Uh, it's just a matter of getting him down on the ground, I think. And it's not it's not that we're we're not there or missing sacks. I just think that uh, you know people are leaving a lot of people in on protection right now. And I think you look at the number of pressures where the quarterback's not throwing on time, or he's throwing off his back foot, or he's getting knocked on the ground. You know, we're really pleased with the percentages so far. Um, and if people are going to take people out of, out of routes, so that's one less guy to cover out there for us. And so that's always a, you know, a net positive in terms of being able to have our numbers game and the passing game be the way we want it, want it to be. We know how much an emphasis uh, run defense has been for you guys, and you'll be tested, like you mentioned, this, this weekend. Do you feel like 
you've been able to do that the way you've wanted to in the first two games? Yeah, there's certainly some cleanup things uh, that we need to make sure that we're on point with. Um, you know, at the same standpoint, I think guys uh, schematically are doing a good job of understanding where they need to be. And, and winning first down right now is a big point of emphasis for us, uh, getting guys into second long, second long leads to third and long. And uh, there's certainly you know, a couple of plays here and there um, that we got to get worked out. But we're you know, two weeks in a row seeing a brand new scheme uh, where we walk in and we're not sure what we're going to see uh, coming into the week. And so just making a few adjustments as the games go, as the, game is, the games have gone and guys have done a good job of grabbing those adjustments. Zion good to go Saturday? Planning on it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like Devin Bryant played on Saturday, looked yeah. like played last week. Has the decision been made that uh, he's going to play all year long? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a possibility for us, for sure. I mean, I, the one thing I've been really pleased with Devin, you know, for, as far as the guy uh, early enrollee for us came in in December and, and just fantastic for a young guy, fantastic football IQ. Um, and it showed up during our scrimmages in the spring. He showed up during our scrimmages during fall camp. And, you know, I think you go throughout the course of the season, we know we'll probably need an extra guy. And he's also a good, solid special teams player. So I think there's certainly a possibility that, that we use him this year. And he's got a pretty, for a young guy, you can tell he's going to be a future veteran leader for us. Looks like, you know, with a couple of lopsided wins, you, you've been able to play a lot of guys. Yep. Guys that have never played before, like uh, Antonio Hill has been here a long time. And yeah. I think I saw the replay and I've gone, I've never seen him on the field before. Yeah. So you're rewarding guys when you have a chance, I guess? Uh, absolutely. I, you know, I think, I, in fact, um, I got a chance to talk to Tone after the game and I'm just, you know, there's so much respect that I have for a person that sells out, you know, physically and emotionally to help the program in any way that they can. And, and he's been here the whole way through and it grinds just as hard as everybody else does, trains just as hard as everybody else does. And so to see him um, get a chance to go on the field and, and uh, have a tackle, it's pretty exciting. Dero Parker good to go? Yes. And how do you feel he's progressed? Fantastic. You know, pretty excited. You know, early progress. Um, you know, we talked about him being able to stack off of the accomplishments that he had a year ago. I thought he came on really strong towards the end of the season last year. And and early on, he's he's been a stalwart for us. I mean, I think he's a guy that's been in the backfield. He's been gap penetration. He's been hanging around the quarterback. He's been chasing the ball down. And you can really just see the growth and evolution. You know, I think Coach Noakes is doing a great job of getting him developed. And, and he's certainly a factor to be a regular part of our rotation right now. Chuck, I was going to ask Kalen the same question, but would apply to you guys as well on defense. You know about what's going on in Michigan State, obviously, with Coach Tucker this week. And for lack of a better question, how do you make sure the kids don't think this is going to be some cakewalk because the Spartans are without their head coach? Right. Well, I, I, I think the, the, the thing that we just focus on, it's, you know, our, our season theme is us versus us and just focusing on what we're in charge of, what we control. Um, and like I said, we know we're going to go out there. It's going to be a hostile environment. And I think, you know, anytime there's, there's strife and things like that, has a has an effect for teams at times to pull them closer together. And so um, I think without a doubt in my mind, they're going to come out ready to rip and, and play well. After looking at the game film, who graded out well? I had a number of guys, you know, pleased with, uh, you know, obviously thought Eddie had a great day for us, um, you know, really led the, led the charge in terms of the production, um, you know, got great production out. Of, again, uh, Braylon Trice was a, was a wrecking ball uh, down around the line of scrimmage. Uh, Dom Hampton has made some great progress for us, very productive, making a lot of plays in the back half. So there's a number of guys that, that graded out well.
After you know, we take a look at the uh, tackles, and over the past few years, we're used to looking at that and seeing somebody in double digits, but we're not seeing that this year. Any explanation? It just seems even, evenly spread out. Yeah, well, I think that has a lot to do with how many guys we've been able to play here the first couple of weeks. I think that's a big, big piece of it right now. We've been able to keep a pretty regular rotation, and, and it was mentioned earlier, you know, there's an opportunity for a lot of guys to get on the field here, um, and that's something that's critical because it's it's a paramount to make sure that your depth is on point. And so, you know, some of those uh, tackles have been shared within a position, so to speak. Anything else for Coach Morrell? Thanks, guys. Thanks, Good Jack. day. Let them get seated, and then you can get started with questions. Morning, everybody. How are we doing? Good. Good. Go ahead, please. So did uh, Mateo Mele survive the weekend? Yeah, we're we're still examining him, but uh, uh, they're working through it right now. He's got some tests run yesterday and some today, so we'll we'll see where he's at probably tomorrow practice. How about Dylan Johnson? He's looking better. He he had a good workout before the game. Um, we decided not to let him go. It was kind of honestly really at um, that breakfast that morning for the game and uh, worked him out. He hit 94% of max velocity, so we're, we're really close with him. You guys have had uh, a couple good performances from, from Jeremy Bernard in different ways using him, and you know, obviously you got so many different guys at wide receiver, but I'm curious what separates his skill set, what makes him a little bit different player and personality in that room? Yeah, Jerm... If you watch his high school film, you know, super versatile guy. He's coming out of the backfield. He's running the football um, between the tackles and things like that. And, and, and Germ's just a big, strong kid. You know, I mean, he, he certainly, if we want to make him a full-time running back, he could do that. You know, I'm not interested in doing that, but he certainly can line up back there and, um, and take handoffs every game. So uh, we're excited about that. He just has a little different skill set that way. You know, him and JP are both – uh, built just a little thicker and, and can sustain that. But Jerm's done a great job. We've been putting more and more on his plate every week, and, and that's what he's done a good job of is being able to be, you know, understand pass protection pickup, a little bit of that, and then also being able to run out of the backfield and play Z and play X and play H. So he's really doing a nice job. You had a couple of drop passes and a fumble. Are there consequences or just a stern don't do that again? Yeah, I mean, the consequences are, you know, missing out on scoring opportunities, right? You know, on game day, it's more about, you know, the pride of performance. And obviously halftime was, was not a, a, a great environment. You know, it was, it, was, uh, it was frustrating. You know, I think we had nine drives total and six touchdowns and we threw a pick and dropped a fumble and the other one we missed a field goal. So, you know, just missed opportunities. And this was the first time we saw a few less possessions and it, it kind of showed up to the guys. It, we got to make the most out of every possession. You, you've had three wide receivers uh, run for touchdowns, and it sounds like Jeremy Bernard could do that too. Does that put defenses on notice that just anything goes? Well, I hope so. I hope so. That's the plan, right? But I, I think that you know our job is, as coaches is to make sure you find as many ways to manufacture getting the football in, in your best player's hands. And whatever that takes, you know, we got to keep working and scheming ways to do that. How do you set the run block? Oh, I thought it was good second half for this game. You know, I thought it was uh, below average the first game, and I thought they actually took a step forward this game. I, I don't know what we averaged, but I think it was upwards of five yards of carry, and obviously we had a couple bigger hits there, but Will Nixon ran the ball well, and I think if I had given him more opportunities, he would have you know, done a really nice job. We were doing a good job of 
completing the ball and staying on the field. I think we were close to 75% completion. So sometimes, you know, taking what they give you is, is, uh, can be in flip order too, right? If they're giving you the plays, you want to keep throwing it down the field a little bit. Did Mike get dinged up at all on that tackle? No, no, he's man of steel. He's good. (laughs) He's good. What, I mean, and people ask these kind of cliche, but what's going through your mind as you're watching him attempt to make that tackle on that? Oh, I'm I'm pissed at everybody on the field. I can't believe he has to make that play, you know. And I, and I was like legitimately, extremely upset. And uh, that was that was a good learning moment for us. We had to watch that film, and um, even when you see good players on your team that are standing around not going to make a play, um, it was almost a sense of we don't. We don't put the ball on the ground that much. So as a reminder, as coaches, like leave nothing to chance. We got to coach this up and make sure the guys understand what the protocol is when the ball is on the turf and uh, make sure that we can take care of it. So, uh, but yeah, it was, you know, you watch the tight shot of Mike on that play and he runs over there, uses the sideline as his friend, cuts the guy in half, jumps up and starts jogging back to the sideline. It was, it was awesome. Did, did people think that play was dead in terms of the response after the fumble? I think in their mind, yeah, it was dead. But uh, I, there really was no, uh, no good explanation for it. You know, the guy, a good barometer is, is JP. JP is one of the hardest workers on the team. He's the most in-tune guy out there. Um, he preps like a pro, and, and he was just standing there. You know, and so when I saw that, I was like, man, we got we to gotta get this coached up and straightened out. So, um, and it was and it will be. I asked you this last week. Is, was there a play that uh, pre-snap? You just knew. Yeah, there was there was a couple of them. I thought both those reverses were pretty juiced up. They were they were a good look for us. In terms of Mike's interception, don't see that a ton. But was that a miscommunication in terms of Rome breaking that off a bit? Or uh, yeah, that's um, that's a hard route down there in the red zone. Um, that, that was a break off route there, and so Rome thought he needed to take it a little bit flatter. Mike was kind of anticipating him coming out of that break against the defender at a little higher angle. So, uh, and those timings are it's just so much tighter down there in the red zone. And when that happens, I think that the opportunity for error is a lot, lot less. So that was a tough break for us right there. And I know, uh, you know, obviously Mike never wants to throw a pick, but he responded really well. He, he was like, yep, it is what it is. You know, me and Rome will get it straightened out. So I thought his <clears throat> response was great. How much has Michigan State's defense changed from the one that you saw a year ago? Uh, there, there's definitely some things that are a little bit different or they've shown in the first two games that, that have changed a little bit. Uh, but I think all the DNA stuff that we've seen over the last couple of years uh, with those guys and then even um, in this year still shows up. Are we getting spoiled with Mike? It just seems like at times back there, he's just sitting back there all day and it's going through four, five, six progressions. Is that normal? For the offense you run before you got there? Uh, I mean, you hope so, right? I mean, I think that the protection has to be there, but um, you hope the system, I think back to um, even at Fresno, when we had Marcus McMarion was a transfer quarterback. Um, he came to us from Oregon State, and just seeing how fast Marcus picked up the offense and was able to you know, pop through progressions and things like that. I think that there's a there's a piece of the offense that is definitely quarterback friendly, but I think there's also another layer to it that obviously Mike takes it to an elite level and how he plays. When Jeremy made the decision to, to go to Michigan State instead a couple of years ago, I was curious what your guys' conversations were like at that time and how you, how you sort of felt you, you left it when that decision was made. 
Oh, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tip my cap to, to Coach DeBoer on that, you know, and me and him both met with Jerm um, right when he when he decided to go back there. And, and it was just a really emotional time for Jeremy and, and his family. And, you know, he was a confused kid that, you know, had had his mind made up for quite a while that he was going to be here at Washington. And then the narrative changes. And, you know, it's just a tough time, honestly, for him and his family. So, uh, you know, Coach let him out of his uh, national letter of intent and allowed him to pursue, you know, other opportunities. And I think that part of that, there was a recognition later probably by Jerm and his family that, you know, these guys are who they said they were, you know, that it's not going to be, you know, we could have tried to play hardball there and, and really limit what the kid could do. But that, you know, that's not us as far as that goes. He didn't know us and we didn't want to try to force his hand and, you know, force him into a relationship. You know, we wanted to let it happen. And, and so you look, a year ahead and it worked out for us and now he's you know couldn't be happier and we're lucky to have him he's a great kid in terms of the player that you thought he was at that time coming absolutely back, were you pretty disappointed i was wildly disappointed <laughs> i thought he was fantastic so i thought he was a, a really really good get both as a person and a player and um so it was a bummer that that we didn't get him right away You've got the rest of the season to worry about, but how much is this week a primer for what Big Ten football is all about and going into a stadium like that and making a road trip like that this week? Yeah, I, I don't think uh, that's a great question. I don't think that there's anything that, you know, in the moment, I guess, that, that you really think about other than the opponent. I think there's obviously, you know, some ramifications down the road that you can sit back on and, and pontificate what ifs and how it's going to look. But right now I think it's just it's Michigan State and we know what they look like and we've got to go get them. Somebody mentioned, uh, one of the reporters mentioned after the game, was there a play where an offensive lineman went in motion for you guys, maybe Troy at some point during that yeah, game? Yeah, Troy, Troy shifted on one, yep. Um, is this, in terms of the veterans coming back this season, is this the most offense, the most wrinkles you've had in, in an offense since you've been a coordinator? Uh, I think in 21 at Fresno we had a lot. Um, we had kind of a, a second-year group there too, very similar setup, and – uh, older quarterback that was well versed in the system, and so then you can, you know, especially when you got that guy back there where Mike can make things right, mm -hmm. um, that helps you out a lot where he can get guys lined up and things like that. So I definitely think these guys are are taking it to another level, though. As the coordinator, pulling strings and having fun with it, having the veterans, having the quarterback, all of that being back, how much fun is that for you? Knowing okay, we can just do whatever we want to do in this offense right now. Yeah, it's it's a blast. I think the the ownership piece is what makes it exciting. Is um, there's a responsible level, you know, you can run gadget plays and things like that, but if you don't trust your guys to do the right thing in those moments, they're not very much fun to run. You don't want to hold your breath when you're doing it. You want to get the right look and you know believe in your guys that they're going to execute and do the right things even when the play is not perfect. You know, like on the handoff reverse, you know, to Mike, nothing's there. He throws it away. You know, no big deal. JP was covered. J-Mac was covered. Move on to the next play. And, and I think that part of that, you know, there's also a maturity in the guys that they don't look at it like um, you practice these plays all week and then, you know, you run it once every six weeks. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like you lost the Super Bowl. It's just another play that they worked really hard on. And if it didn't go, we'll have another one. And they, they have a maturity about them with that. Ryan, uh, I remember uh, – Nebraska used to put the ball on the ground and let offensive guards pick it up and run with it. The fumble Ruski, yeah. yeah. What prompted you to throw a football to a snapper? I've never seen that in all the years I've been watching. That that was Coach Schmidt. That was uh, 
You talking about uh, Demos? Yeah, the, the Jaden Green. Yeah, I mean, I saw it in practice. I was like, that's pretty good, Schmitty. I like that one. That's good. But Jaden's a, a good athlete, and Demo had good control. And we've been running that thing. Um, man, they've been working on that for a long time. So that, that's definitely Coach Schmidt. That had nothing to do with that one. And Green was like a running back wide receiver in high school. So that's right. You kind of have to have a, an athlete like that, even though he's up on the line. Yeah, yeah, no, and he, he is. He's a good athlete. And, um, from what I've seen when we were doing that practice, they executed every time. He did, those guys did a great job with that. Is that, is that strictly an extra point player? Could we see that at midfield? Oh, you could see that at midfield. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You want people to think you'll see it at midfield. That's right. Have you, um, you talked before the season started about the new clock rules, uh, first downs, all that. Have you seen any kind of effect of, of all that as far as plays, drives, things like that? This, this week, I thought at the end of both halves, you know, specifically halftime, um, you know, leading into the halftime, there was there was definitely some clock issues there where the clock not stopping and things like that. It definitely chewed up more time because that was, um, I can't remember what we ran, 62, 63 plays and only having the ball nine times, you know, just really, I thought it showed up a lot. Not as much in the Boise game because I think there was more passing on both sides of the ball or incomplete passes and incomplete pass. But uh, this one, the clock was, it was trucking along. You said that earlier that you had the ball nine times but only scored six times, right? Only scored. Six. Do you right. expect to score on every drive? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yep. So the fans who have that same kind of crazy expectation. Oh, I, I know you're, they do. You're cool with that. I am. I, I think that lining up and going out there and if the expectation isn't that we're going to go 99 yards, I, I just don't know, you know, what else you would think. And then I think that the bigger part is, is lining back up the next drive when it's been – Maybe you have two drives like the Boise game where two or three times and you don't score. Mm-hmm. But then having the belief and the optimism that, hey, when we get it, it's, it's going to look right this time. You know, I think that's the bigger part is that the kids do believe and expect to score every time we get the ball. But it's the response when you don't, when you have these really, really high expectations and then it doesn't happen exactly like you want it to. What's it going to feel like the next time you come out and have the football? So I think – that's that's a big part of the growth this year is that the guys have been able to do that. Coach, the throw that Dylan Morris made to Romo Dunsey down, I know physically he can make that throw, but do you, do you see the confidence level that he's had in this offense going from last year when he was still learning the offense to this year? Would he have made that throw last year? Well, I, I think he would have, um, but I, I do think there's been a lot of growth with Dylan this year um, in some of even – not just schematically, because Dylan's a really tied in guy, super intelligent, he knows what he's doing. Uh, but I think there's some things in the back end of the pocket that he's doing right now, working on to increase his vision, um, to keep himself in better position to make those throws and you know, identify the throwing lanes and things like that. And Dylan works really hard to improve that. And that's where I think he's made some pretty big ground up this year in that regard. With the, some of the plays you run, like the two point conversion and two receivers in the backfield. How much of that is really about executing the play as opposed to making another team prepare for that and then running something off of that? Yeah, I think there's definitely both. I mean, it's it's about we wouldn't put it in if we didn't feel like there was going to be, you know, potential for an explosive play. Um, and then there is always an element of just volume, you know, that a defense has to look at from week to week. And, and I think that that's always – the game within the game, you know, as the season goes on. But um, as far as the scheme and the play we run, the initial part of it 
it, it wouldn't make the call sheet if we didn't, you know, believe really wholeheartedly that it had a chance to be a big-time play. Michigan State has 10 sacks in the first two games. All opponents all considered. What stands out about their defensive front? Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. Um, they're, they're well coached, and, you know, they'll be aggressive, and they'll play really hard and physical, and I think they got some big guys up there that, that really know how to get to the football. Um, they have some players that are super versatile, that they play in a lot of different roles and positions. So I think that it'll be a huge challenge for us up front, and uh, we better be ready to buckle up for it. Have you been there to that stadium before? I have. What's it, and what's the, does it kind of compare to anything you've been to? or? Um, it's a great environment, number one. Uh, fans are great. Uh, it's it's fun place to play a game. It's really fun. I mean, the sidelines are really tight, so their fans are right on, on your, your guys. And so I just told the guys to get ready for a great experience because they're passionate fan base that, that I think, you know, really believes in their football program. And so it'll, it'll be a ton of fun. The kids are going to have a great time. You had to change centers uh, with everything still going on. Uh, was it seamless going to Brailsford? Yeah, Parker did great. He did a great job, and uh, he's a super bright kid. Um, and, and we Coach Huff does a great job rotating those guys, so they get a lot of reps at a lot of different places. So, but Parker did a great job when he got in there. Is he more of a guard or a center, or just both? Oh, I think he's both. I think he's both. I I, I would have told you prior to fall camp, I would have said he's more of a center just because of athleticism and size, but um, he's really obviously showed out really well at guard. All right. Thank you. Week, week three already. It's, it's, uh, it starts flying by because we're in that uh, routine now and in that rhythm. And so uh, first chance to go on the road this year. And so great challenge against uh, another team that's 2-0. and um, They got a lot of Positive things happening in their season from, um, you know, on the field and, and being 2-0 uh, with uh, their two victories over uh, Central Michigan and Richmond. So um, be a great challenge. We're looking forward to it. And then, obviously, we worry about conference schedule after, after that. Do you remind you guys? Some of the plays like you did the two-point conversion. Um, do you have a talk with the officials before the game to tell, give them a heads up mm -hmm. so that they're aware? something unique is coming yeah it, it, yeah there we we do and and some of it's just making sure that i'm clear on you know um there are certain rules as far as addressing the ball and just always every game making sure there's about three or four things that could pop up both from us and just making sure things that i see uh in college football um to make sure i know how they're going to handle it you know addressing the football and how you know, when a center puts his hands on the ball in those special team situations and so forth, um, just, uh, you know, what could happen with shifting and motioning and movement. So, um, but yeah, I do definitely have a list of things. Uh, I always want to make sure, especially at the end of a half um, with the clock um, and whistles and things like that, that uh, I also know how they're going to handle it. And they're, all, they're, they're consistent. I think, uh, you know, um, especially this cruise that I've had more than one time, they know those questions are coming. Michigan State is without its head coach this weekend. Will you bring out the Arizona State game? Because that was the same situation, and, and you know, the Sun Devils won that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I thought about that. Um, you know, it might, it might come up. But I, I really am feeling like, we, you know, you don't make a big deal of it. Because, uh, again, it's going to be about the, the you know, 100-plus guys that they have on their team that uh, are wanting to do something special. And they're going to be playing at home, trying to go 3-0 and in, in an environment, uh, as I've heard a couple times now here today, uh, is hostile. Uh, it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. And so I think, it, you know, 
Um, a lot of coaches on that staff have been there many years. Uh, the coordinators have been there all four, um, you know, that, uh, that that staff's been there. So, uh, you know, I think there'll be obviously some distractions that they have, but we can't let those distractions be ours. If you were a coordinator or a coach on that team and got thrown into a leadership position the way that they are this year, <coughs> what would be your message to, to the team? How would you handle it? Yeah, just cut it loose, you know, go play. And, and uh, it's so early in the season right now that, uh, again, a lot of teams around the country are optimistic about what what that year can look like, you know, winning, winning championships and, um, you know, again, just getting the season. And, uh, you know, you always uh, – we would do the same. You know, guys work hard all year long to get this opportunity to play and so take advantage of the opportunity. And so, you know, players, uh, they, 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 of course uh, – you know our guys. They want, we want to have a great season, a great uh, a team team experience. But uh, also, these guys are all these players are all working to try to get to the next level too. So there's a lot of motivation to go out there and play well. Kalen, Dan asked about the ASU staff, but you've talked before about those two games last year. You were down some guys, banged up a little bit. What what are the lessons though that you you want to take from those two games last year? Well, I think we've uh, taken some of those and through the off season um, done what we, you know, as the best we could to help uh, build some depth, build some depth at multiple positions. And so, um, you know, O-line, defensive back, some of those places uh, are the ones you worry the most about. And that's uh, especially defensive back a year ago. And uh, we've, we've played a lot of guys at different spots and there's uh, some, some banked reps that players have made, players have had, whether it be last season or through this spring, summer, fall. And uh, this is where it needs to, to pay off if they're needed to step on the football field at some point this year. Is there a battle between Elijah and Devon Banks going on for that starting corner spot next to Jabbar? Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. You know, and the plan going in uh, last week again was just to, to let them keep um, keep battling, keep playing, and uh, that will you know continue to be the case as we move forward. So um, just, um, you know, Jabbar's done a really good job, and, uh, man, there's a play. You know, he just doesn't panic when things uh, break down or, or if, you know, if someone's got to step on him. Uh, he just trusts his technique, and you can see he's a veteran guy. But uh, those other guys, uh, and I like their mindset. Their mindset is to go out there and compete and not worry about the other guy and just do what they do. And uh, they're both more than capable. Devon left that game last week. Is he good to go going forward? Uh, we'll be working through, you know, the week, this week with him and a few other guys as well, you know, especially here early, just trying to figure out where they're at. Asa, one of those two. Yeah, yep. There's been a lot made last several years here about games not won on, on grass fields. <coughs> mm -hmm. Obviously, this is one here on, on Saturday. Is there yeah. anything you do this week to – yeah, we'll adjust a few things. I think it is, it's always what you make of it, you know, and you make things a big deal, um, it becomes a big deal. And uh, we'll certainly make sure and adjust uh, a few things uh, throughout the week, um, you know, getting make sure the guys get a chance to at least get on some grass at some point. And um, I think what you really don't want is on Saturday for that to be the first time where they finally feel grass underneath their feet. I think over the years, that's what I've experienced is, uh, you know, oh, yeah, we're on grass, and this is what it, you know, this is what it feels like. you got to do something at some point. So um, there's some things that we'll do throughout the week. Or we just say, where do you go? Because we've talked before about not having a grass. Yeah, field, right? yeah, there's, there's, there's things that we're, we're working through. So there's walkthroughs and stuff like that uh, where you make adjustments. So, yep. Uh, 
Fa'atuitele, he missed the game. Um, is he going to be back this week, do you think? Yeah, he, he's been training um, very similar to Dylan Johnson, you know, been on a good regiment with his, his return. And so, you know, um, early in the week here, we'll, I think we'll uh, be able to work through that. Have you said some extra excitement for Javon Parker and Arbon going back to their home state? I haven't got there with them on that, but I can about imagine, right? Uh, I remember when we were recruiting, recruiting them, they knew uh, this game was on the schedule and uh, the excitement that their family had. Um, you know, so uh, I can about imagine how they feel about uh, us going back to, to Michigan. So it'll be a fun experience for them. I'm sure they'll be uh, well supported. Since fall camp, um, I know I think there was a couple scholarships open. Have you given any of the walk-ons or awarded scholarships since fall camp? Not at this time. No, we haven't. Yep, yep. You guys, we haven't started school yet or anything either. You know, so uh, with uh, quarters, you know, we haven't started school yet either. So there's that opportunity. Would you anticipate that happening? Uh, maybe, maybe. With with all of the offensive creativity in just two games, have you put ever put your foot down and said we're not going to run that? <laughs> that we're not going to run that? Yeah, is there a play, something that you said, nah, that's a little too too out there? Uh, I mean, no, not really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, uh, you know, I think it's it's about when do we run it, you know? Uh, you know, when is it ready? When is it dialed in? Because um, some of these you don't just practice uh, that week. You've, you've had them in your arsenal. Some of them uh, you call up and you know the details uh, from years ago or years past. And, um, you know, it goes both ways, right? I've had I've had uh, schedules where you input and install trick plays all through the spring, all through fall camp, and it goes really well. And then the next year, you do the same thing, and they don't. And it's better off just putting them in on Tuesday and and getting them ready for that game plan. But uh, uh, Ryan and and the staff just do an amazing job, you know, um, knowing which ones apply and which ones uh, fit that game plan, fit the personnel that we have. And, uh, you know, dialing them up at the right time. And uh, that was good to see those uh, reverses this week. And uh, I know we tried the, the, really the wildcat pass as well. But uh, it really keeps defenses on their toes. And, you know, that's, that's one of our main goals. Kalen, do you think that the short passing game, bubble screens, things like that, can that replace the run game? Or do you need to have a traditional between the tackles run game that – Mm-hmm. No, I, I think there's times when you just really got to be able to run it. And uh, but I think what you're saying, uh, you know, applies to our offense where there is a lot of passes tied to our run plays. And when the, the defenders uh, are creeping into the box, we're just going to keep throwing the ball. Now, again, I think um, there's times where you just say, hey, we're running it uh, and we're making sure we block everyone. And um, we can continue to improve there, which I thought we did this last week. Um, it may not always show up in, in big, big stats and the home run, uh, but you can see oftentimes we're just really one block away, one cut away uh, from you know a four-yard gain being a, you know 30 or 40. And so uh, we'll just keep, keep staying the course. Um, same process as last year. Uh, just uh, you know when you got a guy like Mike and uh, the crew, um, you know throwing it and catching it at such a high level of efficiency. Um, you know you just you got to make sure you don't get away from what you do best. And then Ryan mentioned uh, Jalen's fumble and kind of the offense's reaction to it. And he was a little bit ticked off at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your kind of take on that? Yeah, I mean we watched it. You know, watched the well, we watched it unfold at the time too. And you're you're. Uh, 
you never know. You never want to overreact because I know how it is. I think all the guys kind of thought maybe that either number one it was down or, or number two that they all kind of had the defender hemmed in, and it's not a it's not a position they're used to being in. You know, just as an offensive unit, uh, especially ours, because we do do a pretty good job of taking care of the football, and so um, we just got to find a way to get him on the ground quicker, so Mike doesn't have to be the one that does it. You guys have made some loud plays in, in kick coverage in the first two yeah. games. What? What have you seen in terms of the attitude of that group and just the enthusiasm where that's something where a lot of guys don't always want to be a part of that or aren't excited to be a part of something like that? Yeah, I think uh, one, you know, special teams is a is a want to type of thing. Right. And you want to want to be a part of it. You want to make big impact plays. And, um, you know, you got to you got to be a guy that's got some courage, you know, because there's some high level impacts that happen. And um, our kickoff team is one that I've, I've challenged, uh, especially after week one, uh, because they set the stage or they set the tone in that in that week and um, they uh, got their opportunities which most of them were either touchbacks or fair catches um, but again right there and Tristan done this week so it's been someone different every time which is really cool because now it tells you it isn't just one guy going down there on a mission uh, you got a whole crew of guys and so uh, we need to continue to keep that um, as, a, as a strength because when you're starting with uh, the ball in your own 25 or, or worse, um, you know, whether it's a touchback or fair catch um, or a return that doesn't go well, um, that's, a huge, that's a huge piece for our defense as far as starting field position. Aside from playing surfaces, um, what are the landmines or challenges that you identified this week in particular being the eighth-ranked team in the country going on the road for the first time and, and facing a hostile environment like you are? against the Big Ten Yeah, first time on the road, you know, crowd crowd noise, um, you know, um, travel, uh, just t- typical stuff. We do have a mature team. Um, we've been in with most of this crew in loud environments, um, you know, and so, you know, there definitely shouldn't be uh, the concern of us overlooking an opponent um, this week, you know. So a lot of those uh, things uh, – because of who we are and, and uh, the, the situation, um, you know, it, I'm expecting a great week of practice, full of energy, um, guys ready to go, uh, you know, go on the road and, and you know, show you know show off our culture and uh, what we're all about. I heard one of the defensive linemen walking off the field Saturday said Jabbar was the only guy that had a sack, which wasn't true technically, but um, the pass rush overall, your your take after two games on that. Please, yeah, not please. Yeah, um, no, Jabbar, and that was impressive too with uh, the way he closed in at the end. Um, but I think there's a couple things. Uh, I heard Coach Morrell talking, and I agree. Um, there's a lot of max protection. Um, so um, d- double teams, triple teams, sliding. So you got one edge taken care of, you got another edge taken care of, usually with a tight end and a tailback. Um, you know, and so. You know that helps out on your pass defense because you can you can drop guys into space uh, as long as you you know either are getting that or or if they're they're throwing the ball quick it's hard to get home it's hard to get home and finish off and get the stacks and the, the sacks in the stack column um, that uh, I know we were used to early in the season last year so um, but it goes full circle you know I just think stay with it and we know we got personnel um, that can get home that can cause some <coughs> problems in the backfield and. Uh, just uh, just keep executing. It's not because we're not executing. It's not because um, guys aren't trying hard. Um, you know, uh, I'd be probably more concerned if we were in the backfield and we were just missing the quarterback or anything like that. And, um, you know, it's not like I don't think we have the, the guys up front to win the one-on-ones because I've seen it all 
in fall camp. I see it every day in practice, uh, you know, what we have as far as edge rushers and, and D tackles that can get to the quarterback. I asked Grub this too, but how disappointed were you to, to not get Jeremy Bernard out of high school ultimately? And I don't know, with the portal the way it is, was he somebody you kind of identified as well? You know, maybe. Let's just wait and see. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean, we can say it now because he's here and I, I love him and he, He's just been such an amazing fit, but it was it was a tough one because he he just fit everything about us. We knew what he was talent wise, but even more so as a person, him and his he and his family, just doing the home visit there in December. Um, I just loved uh, this as far as like, hey, this is our future. This is a guy that's coming into our program and can just do special things. Uh, his film popped at me because he's got. Uh, the ability to catch balls, uh, but he's also, you know, running as a quarterback or wildcat, you know, doing things uh, out of the backfield. And, you know, you see that translate into last Saturday, you know, where we lined him up and um, just a different type of player and kick returns. You're seeing the production that he's had there as well. So very versatile, amazing, amazing person. And uh, we're so glad he's here. That was a, that was a tough one uh, at that time, you know, and I'm thinking in the end, he just kind of, went back to understanding that he was going through a lot and um, you know that you try to do the right thing and that's what we say we're in this business for is for uh, guys to have the right opportunities and you know unfortunately went full circle maybe like you'd even hoped originally um, and that he's back here and uh, yeah it's it's great to have him here for sure were you, were you able to talk to him about his Michigan State experience because it seemed kind of odd they they threw to him deep early. He scored. He cut passes. He even started against you guys. And then they never, they didn't use him down the last seven, eight games. I mean, they played him, but they just didn't use him. And I thought maybe he got caught up in the losing or something. Yeah, no, I don't really think so. I think, I think he really loved it here. Um, and once he decided that he should enter the portal, um, and we were right there, of course, uh, pretty quickly because uh, we knew him very well. Um, but. I just think that, you know, even if you ask Jeremy, he's not the type of guy who's going to burn down, burn down anyone. And so I don't think you get any of that of what you're kind of asking about. He just, you know, trying to find the right home. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he knew what he had and needed to find something just a little bit different. And, you know, when we made that offer to him, that opportunity, I think uh, he was really excited about it. You know, just went through that process just a few more days, a few more weeks, however long it took. And uh, we're certainly glad he's here, no What's question. Like having, having him back there to return kicks when it feels like teams are trying to kick away from him already, or he just feels like he's going to break one big at any, any given time. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you always love having confidence, uh, the confidence when your personnel are out there and uh, you just feel like something's good, good's going to happen. And so, um, yeah, people are probably going to try to keep it away from him. Um, you know, we keep working and playing that game to, to better understand uh, how we can utilize him as a threat when he does have the ball, but also force teams to have to you know, to kick it to a spot where uh, it still benefits the field position we can get in a return uh, on kickoff. Can you talk a little bit about Jaden Green and just being able to put him in a spotlight in a situation where he doesn't get a lot of credit yeah. a lot of the time? What's it mean to the team and just maybe a conversation you had with him and what it was like when that happened? He's such a, he's so, he's so fun just to be around and, um, you walk by him every day and uh, there's a smile on his face and he's positive. Uh, you know, he's always saying hi and going out of his way uh, to give you 
a fist bump or whatever it might be. Um, he just does his job really well, and it's fun to, to reward a guy uh, and give him a, a highlight, you know, uh, especially here early in the season. So um, he, he's one of those guys, you know, he trains and puts so much into it. Um, I, I would venture to guess he's got to be one of the just the top athletes when it comes to a long snapper that there is out in the country. Um, just watch him, you know, on a punt and how quickly he gets out and how much uh, pride he takes on getting down the field to be in a good position to cover. Um, he takes his job very seriously, so it was fun on Saturday to get him that, uh, to get him that catch. Two, two uh, games, two running into the kickers. Um, was that a pump block that was called for a steen and he just didn't take the right angle, or what was the situation? Yeah, we were going after it. Um, you know, I mean, again, the first one, the, the field goal kick, I mean, <coughs> feel very strong that we hit the ball, you know, and so – that that is a different deal but um the uh the uh yeah we we did go after it and um you know it, there's multiple guys that got to work together to draw a defender and we were right exactly how we wanted to have it dialed up in those spots and you just got to bend the corner a little sharper and uh, we can do a better job with one or two other players to make that corner not as sharp on that particular scheme that we were running so um again we can't afford to have that's really a turnover you know, and so um, we can't afford to, to have that happen. Um, it's a big time growth moment, learning experience for us. Um, Mikel's is intelligent of a guy. I mean, he's super just smart, very instinctual, great awareness. And so for that to happen to him, you just, you know, I think uh, you really understand. You just, you know, you got to stay on it. You can never assume anything. And no matter who you put in those spots, just keep coaching. And, um, you know, our whole, our whole special teams units, um, you know, continue to learn from those two experiences the last two weeks. Um, doesn't mean we're not going to stay aggressive. You saw, you know, Boston coming off the edge, just missing a couple extra points on Saturday as well. So we got guys that want to go make impactful plays, and uh, we do have to just be a little bit smarter about it. You commented on um, the wide receiver drops after the game, and you said you had total confidence they would get it fixed and all that. How, how have you, first of all, did you see anything that caused the drops uh, when you watched the film? And also, how about their reaction during practice on Sunday? Yeah. Um, to me, drops are, I mean, when you know you have uh, super talented guys um, that have these they're just great hands um, and a drop happens, it, it's really, it really comes down to one thing. You just tick your eye off the ball. And so that's really what it comes down to is just slowing it down a second, not trying to do too much before you have uh, the ball secured. So that's, uh, that doesn't change the confidence we have. Uh, just, you know, good, good, good experience, good learning moment uh, for everybody those guys whenever that happens to whoever it happens to it's gonna you know happen to probably someone else at some point throughout the year you know but um i said it after the game there's no reason to be hard on anyone uh on sunday those guys again reiterated coming to me coming to other coaches uh literally almost apologizing you know and just um and and just re reaffirming that they won't stop working like they have been and uh, almost to a man, you know, and that's just how bad these guys want it. Um, they're harder on themselves than anything uh, really that I could say, you know, and just uh, I think every situation, whenever it comes to players who maybe have a play not go their way, um, every situation is a little different. But those guys that have this volume of work, whether it's playing defense and tackling or, or 
you know, uh, blocking as an offensive lineman or as a receiver, you know, catching the football. When you have this volume of work that is at such a high level and the guys continue to work and push themselves to be even better, um, you know that it's a it's going to be something that's more a matter of supporting them and helping them understand, hey, just a reminder of this, you know, just a reminder of that. And that's pretty much what the case was uh, here this weekend. Will you uh, bring up the fact that you're playing a Big Ten game this weekend and this is almost a preview of what's coming? Yeah, no, not really. This is about this is about this this season, this team. Yeah, really, that really doesn't apply. Yeah, for for our team, you know. Now, I mean, we'll make some notes on the travel logistics as a coaching staff and things like that that might pertain to a year or two down the road. But uh, for this team and this weekend, really, that doesn't have an impact. Two games in, what are you most happy with, and what do you uh, think that you really need to focus on improvement? Um, most happy with, I think, consistency. Um, consistency, just feel like uh, assignment sound-wise, we're, 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 we're pretty good. Guys know what they're doing. Um, it's gotten better. Uh, defensively, we're consistent. Uh, you know, you just, when guys uh, are running routes down the field, um, there's zones that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're forcing people to have to make hard throws, harder throws into. Um, we're, we're, we're tighter on defenders. Um, you know, uh, we're, you know, understanding our, our tackling, um, you know, the gaps that we have to fill, uh, you know, just assignment sound uh, on defense offensively. I think, uh, you know, the explosiveness uh, is something that was expected. And so I'm, I'm excited to see that continue. Uh, and, you know, just uh, like I think keeps getting brought up. Just we'll keep working on the run game. Uh, there will be a balanced attack at some point that's needed. And uh, we know that that happened a year ago. Uh, special teams, I think, uh, just the attack mindset, um, even if it does is something that hurts us. So we had a few penalties this last week, um, you know, right? I mean, you got a guy engaged in the defender trips, okay? When you take a guy to the ground, whether it looked like a trip or whether it looked like you held him, you, we just got to understand that that's going to get called. And uh, I understand why it was called. And so we just got to make sure we're really understanding, you know, that those things hurt us because the field position that we start with offensively after a punt return or a kick return, um, those those penalties were, were big this last week. And if we do that uh, down the road, whether it's this weekend or conference play, um, you know, they have bigger ramifications. Good. Awesome. Right. Thank you.